Welcome to With Love, a podcast founded by women, produced by women, about women in technology. There is a huge place for women in tech, and this podcast is going to get well into the work as a leading contributor to help change the trajectory and see the rise of women in technology. Sit back and enjoy as our young female hosts share energy with experienced professional women in technology. Hello, welcome to the Wit Love Podcast, a podcast that is connecting young hosts like me to professional women in tech, where we'll get to share wisdom and learn about each other in the process. My name is Lord Love, and I'm a third-year political science student at the University of Ottawa with an interest in entrepreneurship and educational development technology. Although I'm quite new to this tech space, I find that being able to grow and see other women do amazing things in this community really inspires my commitment to continue into those passions. With that being said, I'm delighted to introduce you to Emma Todd, who is the CEO of MMH Technology Group, a member of the Crypto Sustainability Coalition at the World Economic Forum and chair of the Canadian Blockchain Consortium Mining Committee. Emma is also a board member of the Canadian Blockchain Consortium and a board member of Tokens.com. She's also a past chair and executive board member of Blockchain for Impact, which works alongside the United Nations. As a seasoned speaker, Emma has spoken on panels at Parliament in Ottawa, Canada, the United Nations headquarters, the United Nations General Assembly, and shared the stage with various heads of state, UN ambassadors, Al Gore, Edward Snowden, members of the US Congress and Senate, and more. Emma has helped some of the world's largest banks succeed, including JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and HSBC. She has also amassed a string of accomplishments, including being named Crypto Royalty by Toronto Life Magazine in its annual Top 50 Influential List, and a winner of the Harry Jerome Award for Professional Excellence. Emma was also awarded one of the top 100 Black women to watch in Canada. Hi, Emma. Congratulations on being named one of the 50 most influential Torontonians in 2021. But first, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. What would be your favorite vacation spot? Oh, wow. Right off the bat, just getting me in trouble like that. I'm Jamaican. My, my answer has to be Jamaica. Because if it's not, they will not be happy with me. So um, that, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, Jamaica is always lovely. I'm not really known for taking vacations often, but if I, oof. I also wow. love Barbados. I also love Barbados. It's it's good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with, and uh, I, I, do, I, I do love New York. I have a good time in New York. <laughs> Yeah. It is a fun place. Yeah. I also want to go back just a year a bit. Um, you actually went to the annual blockchain summit at Necker Island. So I just wanted to know this is a tropical place. So like how was that event? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Um it was one of those things um where you go up and you you're watching, you know, things about Necker Island on TV. And, you know, you're seeing Richard Branson on TV and you never think you're going to get a chance to meet him. Just wasn't something I thought about, you know, a Jamaican girl would ever just do because he just seems so out of my sphere. 
So to actually be on Necker Island after, you know, reading about it and seeing it on TV and meeting Richard Branson, it was pretty surreal. Um, it's a lovely island. Fun fact, they don't actually have any mosquitoes on the island. It took them 10 years where they eradicated all mosquitoes from the island. Um, it was a really interesting place to sort of meet people. Um, they're all at a certain level. I was learning things that um, just had not occurred to me. It was, it, it, people were telling me what they were thinking of doing and how they're gonna go about accomplishing it. And I felt like I had a lot of reading material to look at when I came home. I came home, I immediately went to The Economist. I had to learn so many things. Um, and what I saw was the people who were there on the island, they had talked about what they were gonna accomplish. And in the next three to six months, I started to see that stuff unfold in the news. So it sort of gives you a preview of what's to come. And that was really good. Yeah. I mean, speaking about blockchain and just everything that's like kind of related to that subject, when we're talking about cryptography and cryptocurrency, it's a pretty relatively new thing in technology. And I think for me, heading into the tech space as a whole just came about like as a last minute decision. And it's been mm -hmm. something I've been playing with, but never had the opportunity to develop. So I feel like that kind of opened my eyes to a space where I could develop and grow as a student, especially in like the tech spaces. So now for you, Emma, when talking about, you know, cryptography and cryptocurrency, when and how did you become interested in it yourself? Uh, so um, a few years ago, I was in banking and I was looking for something different. And my friend said, why don't you come to this conference that I'm having? And so I went to the conference and I was immediately struck by how smart everybody was. They were incredibly smart. I looked around the room and I saw that there were people there from um, EY, people there from KPMG, people there from Deloitte. And most importantly, people were there from Homeland Security. And I thought if Homeland Security traveled all the way up to Canada, maybe I should be taking this a little bit more seriously. And they were talking about blockchain and cryptocurrency. And then someone said beside me that they had transferred $250,000 um, in crypto and it had cost them $2.35. This is back in 2016. And I was like, that's incredibly cheap. Um, and I knew that working in banking that, you know, it cost about $80 to, to transfer even as little as a thousand a little as $500, it costs you money, the banks charge. Um, remittances is how they make a lot of their money and it's a trillion dollar industry. And I thought, if this is, if this can allow people to put more money back in their pocket, then maybe this should be something that I should investigate. And I fell in love with it and I just dived, like I dove first, head first into it and just, I haven't looked back. Yeah, when talking about like kind of you, this new experience that you were getting into, now that you've kind of like been in the industry a lot longer, what are kind of your primary responsibilities and how do you now use that knowledge that you gained in being new to this, help organizations improve their operations? Ah, interesting. I'm a little bit more jaded. Now I understand that, you know, um, we were trying to disrupt, or we are trying to disrupt a trillion dollar industry and banks are not giving up their money you know, um, just like that. They're gonna fight you tooth and nail on it. They're gonna, they're gonna lobby, they're gonna talk to the government. They've been around for hundreds of years. It's a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. Um, 
I think we have a really good part. I think we're doing really good things. I think it's a lot harder than all of us had anticipated. But, you know, um, I have a lot more gray hairs than I did when I first started. I looked a, I looked a lot younger, too. But, um, you know, um, it is what it is. It's the life I've chosen. The life didn't choose me. Um, and um, I really like what I do. I like the, like, it's been a, I've been able to evolve. So, you know, I do help uh, companies look at their strategy and, and as it relates to cryptocurrency to see how is, is that they can achieve what they need to achieve using crypto and sometimes, you know, or, or blockchain. And sometimes they don't need blockchain. They just need a, a, a database. It's blockchain isn't for everybody. All cryptocurrencies aren't created equal um, and people need to keep that in mind. Um, and it's just, um, every day is a, a learning experience. I'm really privileged and blessed to have had the experiences that I have. Um, you know, um, going to the United Nations, going to Necker Island, um, going to the World Economic Forum, things like that. And I really don't take it lightly. Yeah, when talking about kind of the nuances between cryptocurrency and blockchain, I can personally understand that, like, there can be some confusion between them, too, because it's something that, like, kind of I don't quite fully understand. So just to, like, kind of bridge the gap in knowledge, can you help us understand it's kind of the difference between cryptocurrency and blockchain, kind of what distinguishes the two. Oh, okay. So it's, um, once I tell you, it, it'll make a lot more sense. So cryptocurrencies, it's a form of digital money. It's a form of digital money. That is it in a, and then we're going to add another layer onto it. The form of digital money that uses a decentralized system, which means that nobody controls. It's not regulated by the banks. It's not regulated by the government. That's what cryptocurrencies are. That's why banks and the governments don't like them because they can't control it. Mm. Now, what is blockchain? Blockchain is the technology that is used to create cryptocurrencies. That's it. Yes. And then we add another layer onto it. It's um, uh, blockchain, the technology that is used to create cryptocurrencies. It records the transactions in a secure and transparent manner. So it's hard, it's very, very hard to um, break. It's tamper-proof. It's a database, so anyone can look at it. So what it is, is blockchain is the technology used um, to create cryptocurrencies, and it's a tamper-proof type of technology for the most part, and it's really hard to break but you can actually see what, what, what it's being used for if it's on a public database so anyone can view it. And that's what it is. So you would say it's kind of, it allows for transparent information kind of sharing within the business network and how like that kind of moves in within each other, right? Yeah, in a nutshell, you're not wrong, yeah. Okay, so now talking more about your kind of experiences in this industry, what would you say is kind of like the biggest challenge that you face? Because it is mostly a male-dominated technology space. So speaking from your perspective as a woman, what would be your greatest challenge that you face? Um, funnily enough, it's not, not being in a male-dominated space because when I first got into it, the people in crypto and in blockchain, they're all nerds. I'm not going to kid you. 
we're all nerds, 99% of them are nerds. Um, they just want people to listen to them, right? So when you get into this space and they're like, oh, you're willing to listen to me and hear my ideas, that's literally all they care about. They don't care that you're a woman, at least they didn't in the beginning. They just cared that you were smart and that you could listen to their idea and that you, you could help add to the space. So that's what I also liked about it. Um, as it becomes more popular, um, there aren't that many people that look like me. There aren't that many women. Um, and so it's a little bit of a, and then they're like, you've been in it for how long? And I feel like I've been in it for like maybe two minutes. But then when I say I've been in it for seven years, they're like, oh my God, that's a really long time. So it's, um, and then you kind of have to sort of um, show people who you are and tell them who you are. So that's not a problem that I have. Um, but sometimes, yeah, you know, you just have to say, this is who I am. Here's what I've done. Here are my accomplishments. Here are my accomplishments. And here's why you should listen to me. It yeah. is what it is. <laughs> so I guess with that being said, like, what kind of advice would you give to, you know, not just women, but basically anybody in this industry kind of listening to this podcast who wants to kind of follow in your technology footsteps? Like, what would be advice that you would kind of want to give? If you want to come into this industry, we're happy to have you. Um, we are looking for people in all different types of industries. We need the help to get the word out there that, you know, blockchain is doing good things. Cryptocurrencies, are, um, a few of them are, are not a bad thing. Um, we like people who are smart, who are resourceful, who have the ability to get things done. And I will tell you the ability to get things done trumps being smart any day. Um, you can be smart and have an idea and do nothing with it. But if you have an ability to work hard and get your idea out the door, we want you. We want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. To kind of and like, that's it. Oh, I was going to say, like, to kind of like narrow things down a bit, just coming from my perspective as a young student in her third year, especially coming into this industry, being younger, not having much experience or knowledge, what kind of advice would you give to younger people in this space to kind of start their own journey into technology? If you have a good idea and you think you can make a difference, don't let anyone tell you no. Just go out and do it. You don't need to have experience. When I first started, I didn't have an experience. There was nobody in my family that had been an entrepreneur, but I really liked what I was doing and I figured it out. I call it um, driving the car while building it. I figured it out. I'm still figuring it out for, to some degree. But if you have an idea, don't let um, people discourage you from doing it. Also, if you want to create something special, something big, something amazing, um, look at who you have around you. Um, you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. And so if you look at your friends, I can pretty much tell you what your future is. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying don't hang out with everybody, but I'm just saying that um, the people that you hang out with sort of determine how you think and how you execute. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. I think that's like kind of very insightful for myself too, in terms of like kind of seeing the future and kind of building the stepping tools to kind of just go where I want to be. In talking about kind of the next steps, what do you see as the future of crypto and blockchain? I do not know. It's it's funny that you asked that. I have a friend, um, her name is Anne, and in the beginning in 20, 
2017 and 2018, we would meet every Christmas for dinner and we would talk about what our goals were and where we saw crypto going. In 2017, we knew, we had it on lock. 2018, we weren't quite sure. By 2019, we were like, <laughs> and now I still feel that way. There's so many different industries that blockchain has the ability to disrupt. Um, and that crypto, we're not, we're, we're not quite sure what could happen. I'm just not. So all I know is that it's not going away. We're here to stay. Um, I do know that the next uh, six to 12 months are going to be very interesting for Bitcoiners and for the cryptocurrency um, as a whole, because the halving is coming. When the halving com comes, it sort of changes things um, to a certain degree about how people think about cryptocurrency. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I just know that the next six to 12 months are going to be very interesting for cryptocurrencies. And then for blockchain, it has the ability to disrupt so many different industries that we're just gonna to have to see, wait and see what happens. Yeah, I can see like there's, in this kind of industry, there is what I can tell is a lot of uncertainties or like not, I guess a concrete map of kind of what the next steps are, mm. especially when we're talking about technology, it is something that changes quite frequently, but mm -hmm. to kind of, go closer to home in terms of next steps like what is next for you as a very accomplished person yourself what do you kind of see yourself going so I like what I'm doing so I'm going to stick in it stick with it rather um, uh, my next things are opening up a data center um, uh, in the U.S. Um, and looking at some other really key um, data centers that we can do uh, potentially in um, Asia. One of the things that we're looking at is also um, uh, not, I, I like to, what is, what's the term? Not putting all your eggs in one basket. So right now mm -hmm. our eggs tend to be concentrated on uh, Bitcoin mining and crypto mining. We're gonna diversify into AI. A lot of people are um, looking, are using chat GPTs, different types of GPTs and they require computing power. And so we're gonna diversify that from Bitcoin mining into um, AI. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to thank you, Emma, just so much for being here and being able to talk to me specifically, because I feel like I can learn so much from our conversation that I can actually take your words and kind of like install into my own life as well, being on my own journey as like a woman in tech, starting kind of from the ground up, it, there's a lot of wisdom coming from your words that like not only me, but our listeners as well can take that into account and really build upon just like what they have. Um, unfortunately, this is the end of our interview, but I just do wanna thank you again, Emma, just for your time and saying yes to being a guest on the Wit Love podcast. To everyone that is listening, we trust that you enjoyed this discussion and look forward to our next episode. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. We would love to hear from you, so please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye for now. So there you have it. We trust that you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to the next month. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Until then, thank you for listening. With love.